0: What's going on, everyone? It's Adam and Reid here, your host of the Another Hole in the Wall Sports Podcast, and we're also here with my buddy Jake, and we're going to be talking about the day two of the NCAA tournament. Yeah, another great day of, um, another great day of hoops. Didn't have a, didn't quite have a fifteen over a two today, but still a lot of great things to get into. Anything to yeah, say, a Jake? A lot of good games. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: well, we'll get into them, but I, I mean, I liked my fair share of upsets today, This always makes March Madness great.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, fair note before we got going, my bracket for today was perfect up until 9 o'clock, and then about everything went wrong for me, so.
1: Yeah, Longhorns, baby. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're going to start off with Alabama versus Iona, though, to start this, which a game that was closer than we all expected to start, for sure. Yeah, Alabama is one of the best three point shooting teams in the country and only get five threes today. So that's something that if they don't pick up in the coming rounds, they're gonna be eliminated, I think. Yeah, and yeah, Iona as a good fight. Yeah, and Iona as well, only five of twenty three from three as well, so really bad performances for both of them. This is a MAC team that didn't have a lot of games in
1: the regular season. But, I mean, they, they got enough talent from their, their former coach that they can just carry that on. And I'm glad they put up a good fight today. It wasn't a blowout.
0: Mm-hmm. Certainly as well. Um, yeah, Iona really did put up a good fight for most of this game, but Alabama was just really able to take it at the end and led by Jones, who had 20 points on 8 of 15, really led the way for that team.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, this is just the free throw differences. The disparity is there. Uh, Alabama got to the line 23 times, I own a five. I mean, that's a huge, huge difference
0: right there. And Alabama didn't even shoot particularly well from the line, only 13 of 23, but when you just get that many more attempts, it almost doesn't even matter. Yeah. Next, we're gonna be talking about um, our next game, which is gonna be Iowa versus Grand Canyon, another one that was a little closer than we expected to start, but kind of broke open at the end.
1: Yeah, this was a game I honestly didn't watch too closely. Um, I was watching mostly other games while this one was on. But looking at the box score now, Grand Canyon shot seventy times, which is
0: kind of a crazy number to look at. That seems that seems like it almost can't be right. They shot sixteen more shots than Iowa, which is kinda of crazy. It's kinda of hard to lose when that happens, but they found a way. Yeah, I mean Iowa Iowa yeah. Iowa shot a much better percentage and also had significantly more free throws, so I guess that's where those extra points came from. Mm-hmm I'm surprised they chunk up more threes. They usually they usually have a good amount of threes in their in their game. I mean, I didn't watch a lot of this, but just looking at the box score now, I'm surprised they only shot 22. Yeah. Um, But otherwise, not much to say about that one. We're going to get into our game of the day. That was Texas falling to uh, Kristen in 53-52. I mean, this is one I don't think anyone saw coming. This was was a crazy game. Uh
1: I mean, if you look at the box score, Avalon Christian shot 29.9% from the floor and was able to upset a three seed. I mean, if that doesn't show how Texas played, I don't know what else really does. And it's tough when they're, their senior, uh, Matt Coleman, he had, he
0: had a lot of foul trouble early, and he's been helping them out in the late, late stretch, so that really hit them hard in that game. I think the craziest thing is that... Um... So with about 10 seconds to go, um, Tristan has the ball, and they put up a shot misses. A big man gets the ball, is fouled, who is a 58% free throw shooter, and somehow knocks down both of them. Yeah, and then the guy with the the long red hair comes on the court to celebrate. (laughs) I love that guy. (laughs) All right. Also, uh, quickly, um, Texas had 22 turnovers, and that's... That's that's really a lot. No, oh, yeah. Jake, any more final notes on this one? Um, my bracket got pretty hurt by that. Pretty hurt. But like I said, like I said in the beginning, upsets are always great. So it, it even though, but mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was a tough one. I, I like Coleman on Texas, and like I said before, that foul trouble really kind of hurt. But it's March. This is March. And we sleep in May. Correct. Next one we got is Eastern Washington versus Kansas. I say the third game where the higher seed team was be given trouble by um, a team trying to upset, but was able to pull away at the end for about a ten a double digit lead.
1: Yeah, I mean this was this game was dominated by the, the two brothers for Eastern Washington
0: who had combined for I, around 50 I want to say on like great percentages too Yeah I mean they were they were all over the place um This was a close game but honestly I think this is a good win for Kansas they're with, they're still missing like two or three guys from the covid issues they had and I think this was this was just a just a win and escape game for them and they're going to get stronger as the tournament goes and they get some of their guys back Jake, anything to say? Uh, yeah, I agree with Reed. I mean, it's all about momentum. COVID's kind of thrown a wrench in the works. So I think, I haven't heard a lot about Kansas, honestly. I mean, it's crazy to think that a blue blood like that isn't really getting all this attention. But I, they can they could be dangerous if they get these players back. But, I mean, you never know with COVID. It comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Groves shot, Um, the older Groves shot, 11-of-18, 5-of-11 from three to have 35 points, and his younger brother shot 8-of-11, 4-of-5 from three to have 23. So, I mean, that was basically all these scoring they had, and it just came up a little short. Yeah, um, Daryl, if you're watching, um, we need that older brother on our team uh, to be a stretch five next year. <laughs> All right, our next one gonna be Florida State versus UNC Greensboro. I a lot we saw a lot of this today. Teams that you wouldn't have expected putting up a fight, putting up a serious fight, and uh, keeping it close for a lot of this game. Yeah, this is a game I I was I watched at the beginning, and Florida State was up like fifteen points right away. It seemed I actually turned this one off, and
1: then saw it was close again in the second half, and turned it back on. Um, Florida State did not make a single three-pointer in this game, which is definitely going to be a problem in the later rounds if they can't figure that out.
0: Almost seems impossible, but... People like these ACC teams. They're high on them. Mm-hmm. This is one of the games, though, that I kind of just watched the scoreboard at the top of the screen. Didn't really get to check it out, but
1: I, I know Florida State's got some great guys and I I don't know. Sometimes I feel like they get a little too much hype around them. But, I mean, who who are they playing next? They're playing Colorado. That'll be a tough Pac-12
0: matchup. Mm Mm-hmm. Certainly. And then now we have maybe not the upset of the game, but maybe arguably the game of the day, Ohio beating Virginia 62-58.
1: Yeah, this was, this was a game I, I honestly didn't watch too much of either. Um, Virginia, we know, played that slow style, defensive, grinded out. And, I mean, this is this is liable to happen when you play that kind of style in the tournament of a team just just it gets hot, hits a couple shots, you're having a bad shooting game, and you can lose a game like this, low scoring. Um, outside of the one year where Virginia won it all in 2019, they've really struggled in the tournament. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they try and maybe tweak that style a little bit
0: to play more of a modern game moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they have a lot of problems. Like like I like I said before, they 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 just can't get it together in March, excluding that one championship, of course. I don't know what it is. And didn't they have like a COVID pause before this? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. it it's not easy. I mean, it's an excuse that you can use now, but like. This has happened before with them excluding that championship. I don't know what they got to do to get it together. And what's crazy is there weren't really a lot of mistakes from Virginia's part. Only three turnovers the entire game, and yet they still couldn't break the sixty-point barrier. Yeah, the, the, this that's this is their style. They don't make mistakes, but they also don't they also don't go for the, the big play. They don't push the ball in transition. They play it slow. And sometimes that can bite you just as much as the turnovers in certain situations. Hmm. Yeah. Um. One that I think a lot more people probably had predicted Ohio to pull up this upset, but a huge upset nonetheless.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Next one we got is one of our closest games of the day, and that's Creighton uh, pulling it off against Santa Barbara. Um. Sixty three, sixty two. Yeah, this one hurt me. I had uh, UCSB winning, and it was looking so good down the stretch, and then it it all seemed to fall apart for UCSB. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, Crayon, they they made the plays down the stretch. Give credit to them, but this was really a game that that really could have gone either way. I mean. If you look at the box score, nothing really sticking out too much. The, uh, UCSB had a lot more free throws, but that's really about it, I think. Yeah, I'm definitely disappointed with this game, especially seeing in that second half that Crane got outscored. Like, I really am not a fan of this Creighton team, and I wasn't a fan of them going into it, especially after that game against Georgetown. That was just <laughs> abysmal. But, like, they got Marcus Zagorowski, he's a great player. Um I just don't see them going far in the tournament. I didn't even have them winning this game. I they're one of my fraud teams and <sighs> they just barely escaped this game. Yeah, okay. you know, I I didn't have them going far either. The only thing to note is now they play Ohio, which is obviously a very winnable game. So I it, it, same thing could happen here too. I mean, they I don't know what's up with them. Like I said, they're a fraud team. <clears> going up against Ohio, they're gonna get tested. Even though I they
0: have Great talent. I just don't know what's up with them. I think the whole uh, McDermott controversy kind of threw everyone off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Something kind of weird for Sandra Barbara is their leading scorer only thirteen. They have two guys with thirteen points. Uh, all the starters have one in double digits, but no real big scorer compared to Creighton, who had seventeen from Ziggorowski. So, I mean, uh, something to note. Probably wasn't helpful that they didn't have a guy who they probably thought could go out there and get him a bucket down the stretch.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they got a lot of good transfer guys. I think what's his name? McLaughlin, what was he from? He went to UC Irvine. Where did he go? Where was he before? No, I don't. Know they have a bunch of great transfers just because they're a mid-major. They kind of just get overlooked a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um. our next one is actually going to be um, Colorado versus Georgetown. I believe our first game of the day, and I think our highest point total so far of 96 from Colorado. Yeah, I mean, Colorado couldn't miss. in the. Fr- I want to say they were something. I think they shot like 80% from three in the first half, and it was just over. At that point, they were up 20. They couldn't miss. And, I mean, Georgetown honestly didn't even play that poorly. They scored 73 points. But it's tough to pick a team who shoots
1: 64% from three on 25 attempts. I mean, not really much you can do. I feel like I got trapped into the mindset of momentum going into March Um, because being a St. John's fan, I watch a lot of Big East basketball, and I should have known not to pick this Georgetown Hoyas team, but I can't go against momentum and I, got, I really got let down in this game.
0: Yeah, I mean for Georgetown, no, nothing they didn't even play badly but the main thing is a bunch of snipers from this Colorado team that just sealed it up pretty early, quite frankly. You know, something to note is that um, Colorado's not even Great of a three-point shooting team. I think they average around like eight threes a game, I wanna say, and they hit 16 in this game. So that's something that's more than likely not sustainable, but I guess we'll see if they can sustain it. Yep. Um, The next one we got is LSU pulling off the win 76 to 61. This was another one, kind of close for some points, but LSU pulls out a pretty comfortable 15-point win. And we'll have to see where this takes them because I think they're kind of threats to win a couple more, quite frankly. Yeah. I had, I, I think we, Adam and I both have
1: LSU going to our sweet 16. So this was a big one for us. This game was really, really ugly in the beginning. Like it was like four, four, 10 minutes in. And then the scoring started. Um, once LSU started figuring out the offensive end, they, they had a lot of success. Um, I Against mean, I Michigan, I'm really looking forward to that game. I think I think LSU has a legit shot. Yeah, I mean, like I kind of was just talking about with the momentum thing. This is not an LSU team that I know much about, but they looked really great in that SEC tournament, and I I have them losing to Michigan, but I can definitely see them playing that upset. This Michigan team has a couple of
0: holes that I think LSU could attack in that game. Mm-hmm. LSU was able to shoot 32% um, from three, and that a big part of that scoring overall was Thomas with 27 points overall. Maybe not the most efficient night, but was able to also go 11 or 13 from the line, and that was a big boost to them to win. Also, nine turnovers only in total for the team. So yeah, I guess we'll just move on to Michigan. That's all right? Yep, yep. So Michigan, not much to say really. Kind of pulled out an easy 16-point win, and a big part of that was Smith with his 18 on six of 12 shooting. Yeah, I didn't didn't watch a single second of this game. (laughs) Um, I mean, we kind of expected Michigan to roll. They they won pretty handily. yeah, I don't really have much to say on this one. I saw the, the probably the first 10 minutes of this game. I
1: mean, in any one-versus-16 game, it's always close in that first 10 minutes, and then all of a sudden, the one seed just kind of pulls away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's expected with this Michigan team, and uh, I got nothing else to say. I mean, they, they pulled away with this game, as you should in a one-versus-16 game.
0: Yep, I don't think much to say, so we're going to move on to USC versus Drake, a game that was kind of close at some point, but the Mobley brothers really took over for USC and secured a pretty solid 16-point win.
1: Yeah, this is a game where I originally had Drake winning it, and then I was not impressed by what I saw against them against Wichita State, so I switched to USC, and obviously that worked out for me. Um, yeah, I think, I think USC's pretty legit team. Um, as you've seen, the Pac-12 is having great success. This tournament haven't lost a game yet. And um, they're going to get tested against Kansas next game. And I think that has the potential to be a really good game. Yeah, this, this Pac-12 conference has proven to be really powerful this season. And I have to admit I
0: told Adam that I thought Wichita State would be <laughs> possibly a sleeper. And I had them beating this USC team, and then as soon as Drake won, I knew that I had to pick USC in this game because my intuition's not proving me to be too right. And I saw in this game that that was a good choice. Mm -hmm. Um, Our next one is kind of a shocking one. UConn falling to Maryland, 63-54. And a lot of the UConn guys just could not hit anything at all, quite frankly. Yeah, this game was brutal to watch. Um, Obviously, I'm a UConn fan, and it was bad. Um, Missed 44 shots. Maryland only took 43. I mean, doesn't seem possible. Had 21 offensive rebounds.
1: I mean, he couldn't make a shot, couldn't make a layup, couldn't make a three, couldn't do anything offensively. And then you have Maryland who shot 50% from three. I mean, and the floor, yeah. it was just a rough game to watch overall. Um, yeah, I, I know Jake wants to talk about this one. So, oh yeah, I you did say this was surprising, but I did have this one picked because I know that UConn has a tough time in these big games. I mean, they had that one game against the Paul that was a cupcake game in the Big East tournament, and then oh, uh, is that the Paul team that Saint John's lost to, or? Yes, that is, that is. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't need to go there. The Big East is having a bad year, but they rely too heavily on their star, and then as soon as he crumbles, everyone else does. And I mean, they lost they lost that game to Crane, and then Crane got blown out by Georgetown. So just just goes to show you how bad the Big East is this year. I mean, this UConn team is good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, no, no, the Babypulp will stay another year after that game. I doubt it, but um, I think Jake is actually kind of on to something. Book Knight and RJ Cole are really the only two players on this team that can shoot at all, which is obviously a huge problem in today's um, basketball. Uh, This team, they got to add more shooters. No way around it. Um, I mean, when you're running lineups with three guys who are really no threat at all to shoot threes, the defense can just eye in on those two guys so much, and it makes for a lot of ugly-looking possessions. Yeah. So no, was good though. He'll he'll be good next year. I mean, I'm I'm assuming he's not going anywhere. So
0: yeah, that would be definitely think so. good to have. And uh, Wary will be gone, and he's a senior this year. He'll be gone, and he can't shoot, so that should hopefully free up a spot for another shooter in the starting lineup. I mean, yeah, just looking at UConn, um, Knight six of sixteen, one of six from three, Martin one of ten, didn't even attempt a three. And R.J. Cole, 3 of 12, but 3 of 7 from 3. But to all this about UConn, and we got to give some credit to Maryland who had guys like Wiggins, who was 5 of 9 and 4 of 6 from 3 and had 14. I mean, they, they did what they needed to, even though they really f- suffered in some areas.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we hit the nail on the head on this one.
0: Alright, then we'll move on to one of our other very close games of the day. Oklahoma scraping over Missouri 72-68. Thoughts on this one? Uh, this was another game that I didn't get the opportunity to watch too closely as I was watching the UConn game. Um, but looking at the box score, it looks like this was a pretty pretty even game overall that really could have went either way. Um, a free throw shooting. Uh, Oklahoma attempted eight more free throws and that seems to be the difference based on the box score, but I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch more of this one. Yeah, I I'm in the same boat as you. I was watching the UConn game. All I know is that this is an eight-nine. You know, these go these are coin flip, and these are two great teams. Um, Big Twelve versus the uh, SEC. Oh, the SEC. Yeah, I wasn't even that the game. And uh, Yeah, this, this is another one where I just looked at the scoreboard at the top during the UConn game. But 8-9 is just a tough draw because now they got to face Gonzaga. So it's unfortunate, but that's, that's what happens when you get that seed. Yeah, and speaking of Gonzaga, 98 points today are, compared to 55. I mean, did everything they needed to today and more.
1: Yeah, this, I mean, this team is your favorite for a reason. They're prolific offensively, averaging nearly 90 points a game this year. They, they don't really turn the ball over too much. They can shoot well. They can play inside. I mean, they're your favorite for a reason. They showed it today, winning by nearly, I mean, over 40 points. I didn't get a chance to watch this game, but if they had 98 points and Suggs only had six points of that 98, and that kind of shows you how strong this team is. I mean, I, I don't know what happened during that game. Like I said, I didn't get to see this one, but he went 0-3 from 3, for three, only at six points, and he's one of the best players in the country. So this is a tough team. Yeah, just to add on to what Jake's saying, um, he's going to probably be a top ten pick in this draft. And if they can – they don't even – they didn't need him at all today, and they were dominant, so – this team is stacked, and they are ready for a
0: run. Yeah, and maybe the most crazy thing to me is they had 17 off the bench from Watson, more than Norfolk had from any of their players at all. So who on seven of seven, nonetheless. Yeah, this this team is they're going to be tough to beat. Someone's going to have to play an A plus game to take them down. Mm hmm. And our last game, uh, it's going to be UCLA beating B- BYU 73-62, one that certainly wasn't upset for sure. Yeah, I, I watched the beginning of this game, and
1: I, I pretty much knew it was over nearly right away. Uh, I mean, uh, UCLA just looked way better. Uh, BYU just couldn't figure anything out on offense in the first 10-ish minutes of this game. And you could, they, it looked like they had not played a good team outside of Gonzaga in the last several months. Um, UCLA seems to be always one of these teams that – them and Sarik—you seem to be one of these teams that just sneak in, and then they always seem to make a run. So I don't know why I pick against them, but maybe i need to stop doing that. Yeah, I don't know. BYU competes in the same conference as Gonzaga, and they they put up a good fight against them too. This is the best team in the country, so you would think that they could put up a fight with this UCLA Bruins team. I was I was really shocked at how this this unfolded. I mean, maybe maybe it's because their players got trapped in an elevator that threw them off a little
0: bit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, a big thing for BYU was. Three of seventeen only from three. I mean, it's tough to win at all when your the opposing team goes eight at thir- nineteen from three.
1: Yep, I
0: mean that's uh, there's your ball game right there. And the only other thing to talk about is Oregon Oregon winning one nothing, I guess, against VCU. Yeah, I mean.
1: Um, they sent out an alert saying it was one nothing Oregon so I guess that's the, the best defensive effort in uh, NCAA tournament history um, but in all seriousness um, I'm actually kind of disappointed this one, I'm really disappointed we didn't get to see this one um, obviously it sucks for both these teams especially VCU but uh, Oregon's a team I have in my Elite 8 so I really would have liked to see them play instead they're going to have to go right into a tough matchup um with, um, I'm not actually even sure they play uh, the, They play Iowa. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They play Iowa, which is that's definitely going to be a tough one because having not played for over a week and then you got to go play against arguably the player of the year. Um, it, That's going to be tough on Oregon, I think. Yeah, it's never easy to go on a, a huge hiatus like this. And Who knows,
0: if they, get, if they get a COVID problem too, that could throw them off completely. But we just got to see how it goes. And yeah, that's all the games for today. A couple of really big upsets, but otherwise some pretty expected wins. But Tristan and Ohio with some huge upsets, obviously. Anything else to note on this day, guys? Not really, no. Um, I don't know if
1: you want to look at some of the games um, on Monday. But if not, um, I
0: don't have anything else to say. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll pull that up. Um, So personally, like I said earlier, my bracket was literally perfect for the day until 9 o'clock. And then Virginia fell for me. UConn fell for me. BYU fell for me. And for everyone, Texas fell. So, But otherwise, a pretty good day for me. But Texas is a team I had going to the Final Four. So it's going to be everything else is going to need to basically go perfect for me to win my bracket group tournament i'm in so yeah for me um today was a pretty decent day as
1: well um i had UCSB, which was kind of a heartbreaker at the end Um, i also had virginia going to my sweet 16 which i i had ohio originally these this little like part of the bracket with Creighton and virginia was the hardest thing for me to pick because i don't trust either one of those teams quite frankly but is what it is and then I obviously said I picked BYU um, I had UConn as well but I have both those teams losing in the next round so not a huge deal. Um, Texas I had them as well. I had them losing in the Sweet 16 though
0: so not the worst thing for me Like, um, not as like, bad as this for me to... right so like in it's like this could like, help me maybe in a way because
1: people have been going really far it doesn't hurt me really that badly but it hurts other people worse so mm-hmm Yeah, I had, uh, let's see, in the West, uh, Missouri, UCSB. That was a heartbreaker. Uh, Virginia, obviously. Like Reed said, two teams, Creighton and Virginia, just can't trust them. But what are you going to do? It's over now. Uh, Georgetown, Sweet 16 pick, like I said. thought the Big East momentum would carry, but they're just not the team that they showed up in Madison Square Garden. Uh, Nick Cronin screwed me over again, BYU loses, I didn't have him going far, however, had Texas going to my Elite Eight beating, that would have been BYU team, so that's probably the worst Uh, beat of the night, but I still got my Final Four, still got 6 of 8 for the Elite Eight, so looking not too bad. Definitely manageable,
0: yeah. So we're just going to look at some of the setups now for next, for our, um, what is it? The Monday games now, is it going to be? Yeah, Monday. So in the West, we'll have Gonzaga versus Oklahoma. Uh, which could be an interesting game, but obviously a game we all expect Gonzaga to win.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't really foresee this being close, but obviously you never know. So. Yeah, this is my title
0: team, so... I'm definitely taking them. <laughs> then we got, then we got Creighton, Ohio. This could be interesting for sure.
1: I hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, as I said before, this Creighton, Ohio, Virginia, UCS, or UCSB was. I, I kept going back and forth on this one, and uh, I ended up getting both of them wrong. So. I don't really care who wins, quite frankly, but yeah. hopefully we'll get a good game. I would like to see Ohio pull it off and make Gonzaga get a little bit of an easier road. <laughs> but um, Creighton, Cray- I don't know. They're just unpredictable. I mean, we saw how they just played. They'll probably squeak out a win here somehow and then just show how vulnerable they are by getting dominated by the number one team in the country.
0: I'm actually kind of lucky. I originally had uh, Creighton winning this game. Uh, Slots, so I could make up some ground for sure with this. Yeah. Then we got USC versus Kansas. This one could be an interesting one. Monday night at nine forty. Yeah, I mean that's that's a great start time, and this should be a great game. Um, I I actually am really looking forward to this one. I didn't have a chance to watch too much of the USC game. But I think this game is really going to be a coin flip. I can see either team winning this. Yeah, I agree. I think the Mobley brothers are great. kids. Okay, a great program. I think it could go either way. I got Kansas though on my bracket. I'm kind of a chalk pick, but that's what the gut feeling was. I, I have Kansas as well, but I feel like if I could repick it, I might take USC after how I saw those Mobley brothers play. They were really incredible today.
1: Yeah, like you said, I have Kansas as well, but I could definitely, definitely see USC taking this one. So that one's off the sit.
0: And the last one from the West is going to be Oregon, Iowa. This might be the most interesting one on the slate. Yeah, like I was saying before, I think it actually probably hurts Oregon that they didn't get the play today. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they get a free win technically, I think they would have won anyway. And like going there's always those nerves in your first first
1: ten minutes of the game in the tournament and Iowa will have already got that out of the way, and they're already a game in. And for Oregon this will be their first, which I think is a big disadvantage here. And I do have Oregon in my bracket, but I would probably lean on Iowa now just because of that reason. Yeah, those those are really good points. I think if they had played BCU and We've been able to see how they play. I can definitely see Oregon picking this game up, but it, it's tough when you haven't
0: played in weeks. And like you said, Iowa's got that game out of the way, so I think Iowa can pull out. I think I have not on my bracket. I think they're a good team. Oregon's a great team, but the experience in the tournament just is a little bit of that edge. Yeah, for me, uh, Oregon winning this would be huge because I'm pretty confident they would beat whoever who. Whoever would come out of Kansas or USC, which I had picked originally, so Oregon winning would be really huge for me.
1: Yeah, like like me uh, as well as I have Oregon I might in my elite too. So
0: this is where it gets complicated for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Now we're gonna move on to the East, where we have Michigan, LSU. I really want to see an LSU win. I had that as a pick, which would be a huge one for me. But we'll have to see how this one goes. Could be pretty interesting. This is probably my favorite game of this this Monday slate. Um, I have LSU as well. Um, I really, I know you see the seeds as one and Um I really think these teams are pretty even. Quite frankly, I think this game could go either way, and I'm hoping for an LSU upset.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love my upsets, but I think, I, like I said, this Michigan team has holes. This LSU team, team is very sneaky. I think they could definitely pull it off. um Again, another chalk pick. I have Michigan. So it's tough for me to go against the blue, but I can definitely see LSU going up with it.
0: Mm hmm. The next one is one where I certainly wish I could change my original pick, and that's Colorado versus Florida State. Colorado dominated today, where Florida State kind of just got by. Um, I originally had Florida State, but man, if I could pick now, I would almost certainly pick Colorado. I'm not sure about you guys, but... I have Florida State as well, and I actually have Florida State in my Elite Eight, so I'm hoping today was just a bad shooting performance. And... They'll be ready to go against Colorado. Obviously, like we said, um, Florida State didn't have a single three today, and Colorado couldn't miss. So hopefully that evens out. Um, this should be another really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see this one going either way as well. Yeah, Adam, I'm, I'm with you. I think this Colorado team's got a lot of fire right now. And um, I pr- probably would pick them, too, if I had the chance to change. But, you know, I had Georgetown right into the Sweet 16. But, I, I yeah, I think Colorado can definitely pull this off. I mean, 5-4, he's always, like, the eight nines 9s are a coin flip, so it should be a good game. Yep. And so as say, I also had going to my Elite 8, so Colorado win would be kind of a killer to me. But, anyway, we'll move on to UCLA versus Kristen, where I had BYU beating Texas. Oh, I mean, I had mean, I Texas winning, winning, but... The point remains. Yeah, I, I've been at I these teams here either, so um, I don't have any rooting interests, but um, I think it would be cool to see Abilene Christian go to the Sweet 16, so I'll be rooting for them, because yeah. I love that, that guy's hair off the bench. So,
1: uh-huh. Yeah, I'm definitely an Abilene Christian fan right now. Um, didn't have any of these guys in this game. And being a former UConn fan, I don't like Mick Cronin,
0: former Cincinnati coach. So I love this upset to just send him out of the tournament and them out of March. <laughs> and our last uh, new game is going to be Maryland versus Alabama. Certainly one I think we all are respecting Alabama. Um, Maryland just got killed on the glass day, but shot pretty well. But I don't think they're going to be able to allow that many shots to this Alabama team in this matchup. Yeah, like uh, very unlike the UConn team who struggles shooting the ball, that's that's the strength of this Crimson Tide team. Um, they chuck a lot of threes and they hit a lot of threes. Um, Maryland did look really good today, though, so they definitely could uh, cause some problems, but I definitely see Alabama taking this one as well. Yeah, I think this
1: one is probably my favorite uh, game of the slate. These are two great defensive teams, and Defense is one of my favorite aspects of the game, especially in college. So I think this is definitely going to be one that is close the whole time. I got Alabama, but yeah, I, I think Alabama is going to pull it with this one. I don't really see Maryland kind of.
0: Mm-hmm. What game are you guys? Uh, yeah, what game are you guys most excited for to see from these these two uh, conferences?
1: Michigan. Um, obviously as we know by now I have LSU uh, this is I just I just think that this this is this has the potential to be a really good game um, if I were to give a uh, second little um, game I'm looking forward to it's gonna be Florida State Colorado mm-hmm. and those are the two games I think I'm most
0: looking forward to I have this Monday slate yeah, I think other than the Alabama Maryland game I was just talking about, I think the Oregon Iowa game is going to be fun to watch. Considering Oregon hasn't played, and they've got a lot of star power on that team, so I'd love to see how they face uh, against Luca Garza. Mm. Yeah, obviously I have a lot riding on the Oregon game, the LSU game, and the Colorado game, but I think USC is going to be really fun to watch um, with the Moby Brothers, seeing how they stack up to Kansas. And honestly, the most fun to watch will probably be UCLA versus Kristen, simply because I have nothing to lose from that one. So uh, Something
1: to point out is that we each chose uh, two different games. So that just shows how
0: great all these games are going to end up being. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to all of them, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Right, anything else to say about this day? Or I don't have anything now. No, I mean, my bracket didn't get too busted, but it's fun to watch all these games, and I love love this time of year. Yep, and hey, we'll be right back tomorrow. Uh, first game tomorrow, I believe, is going to be Illinois-Loyola-Chicago at 12-10. So we'll we'll have another full slate of basketball back tomorrow, for sure.
1: Yep, looking forward to it. All
0: right, everyone, thanks for listening. Jake, thanks for joining us. Uh, Everyone, thanks for listening, and I hope we all enjoy uh, the next day of the tournament.